You ready? Yeah. Here we go again, listener. Another funny-looking pod. The second in a week or something. Far too good to you. My name is Pete, and I've got my good friend here with me. Hello there. My name's Gav. We are funny-looking. Hello, Gav. Are you funny-looking, Pete? <laughs> certainly am, mate. You are. What's funny-looking, Pete? Funny-looking is a podcast where we talk to interesting people. We will suggest good things to go and see, things to make you laugh, Things to make your heart swell with joy. Oh, I love that. I love a good swollen joy. <laughs> What's coming up in this one, Gav? Well, this is the second of our Liverpool Comedy Festival specials. These are specials, Pete. This is a specials. These are these are specialist specials. And this is the second one of them. The second special special. Yeah. And oh, well, Maria Bamford's special, special, special on Netflix, America, is brilliant. Have you seen that? that? Already recommending things in the introduction. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. That's right. We, last week, uh, we released our chat with the festival artistic director, Sam Avery, and also uh, Kiri Pritchard McLean, a Northwest based, um, Northwest England based. Uh, stand-up and there's a bit of a continuing theme this time isn't there pete indeed there is because we've got two other acts who are coming to liverpool comedy festival this year firstly we've got an excellent sketch troupe from manchester called gaines family gift shop with whom kiri is the non-performing quarter as you heard last time and then secondly we've got an interview with uh, mr james acaster what about that what about that for a lineup because today the uh, Comedy Awards were announced and both of our guests are nominees. Oh, yes, guys. We've nailed it. You're in safe hands. Absolutely. I mean, that's, as I say, we, both these conversations were recorded pre-Edinburgh. And, uh, well, it just shows you the quality of the curation, Pete. And you asked me before we started recording my opinion of awards. I never gave you a direct answer. What's your opinion of the awards system within comedy? I think it's on a par with the women in comedy discussion. It is long and boring and needless. <laughs> Enjoy things. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs> That's why you, you'll never get invited onto a panel. There's many reasons, Gav. Many, many reasons. So should we go straight into the first chat? Yeah, let's do this. Um, just to remind you that Gaines Family Gift Shop are uh, a, a sketch group. And as Kerry said... Last time, and I think Ed, because this is Ed, one third of the performing triumvirate of Gaines. They're not really big fans of sketch, which is interesting. However, what you could do right now, you, you know, there's a facility of called Pause, is you go to uh, YouTube and I can really recommend their sketches. They're just beautifully dark and silly and uh, a couple of them are quite gruesome. So if you want to get a flavour of Gaines Family Gift Shop, you can uh, watch those YouTube videos after you listen to Ed, who is, I think, only found out who's being interviewed for Funny Looking Podcast about 30 seconds before we started. I wonder if you can tell. What do you think?
Morning, Ed. It's uh, thank you very much for your time. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you're coming along. You're going to be um, in a previous episode. We talked to Kiri, Kiri Pritchard McLean, and she's the um, the silent member of Gaines Family Gift Shop. First of all, tell us about Gaines Family Gift Shop. Um, well, we're we're a, we're a sketch show uh, group. Group, sorry, not not, not just one show. Uh, we're a sketch group, and. Um, uh, yeah, basically we all, we all just enjoy funny things, and then wanted to to start a show, but it's a sort of um, not we didn't hate other sketch or anything like that. It's not it's not like that, but we just sort of we didn't see anything for us in the in the sketch world as it was. So we thought if you can't see anything that's for you, make something that's for you, and then hopefully you can enjoy it as well. And um, so that's, that's sort of where it came from, the sort of dark, darker stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, we just we started doing that a couple of years ago, and it's just it's basically just having fun with some friends, which is dead nice. Everyone likes doing that, I think. Good fun. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just put is it. So, are you all stand ups? Do you have your own separate stand up careers? Um, Kiri, Kiri, obviously, Kiri is. Um, Jim, James, me, and is as well. And Kath and I are not. I, I used to sort of do it for what I thought was fun, but then I realised I didn't enjoy it at all. I hated it, so that's that stopped. That stopped immediately. Because um, it wasn't fun. Everything that, everything that I thought I was getting from stand up, it turns out I was getting from games. So I had to focus on that instead. So give us a flavour of what um, to expect at a Gaines family gift shop night. Huh. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, some funny sketches. That's <laughs> the dream. Um, but it's just sort of more, more sort of darker stuff. Not, not much um, audience interaction, although we're trying to sort of work on that and, and just let them enjoy the fun that we're having on stage yeah just uh mainly <clears throat> when we when we boil it down it's mainly just sketches about um death bum and jizz can i say jizz on this yeah you could say jizz yeah but well well these are all lovely things they're things that you know we're, we're all obsessed with yeah exactly exactly thank you finally somebody gets it no definitely i mean we're all gonna die we're all gonna yeah. die and we all That's aspire to uh to uh, a day of jizz <laughs> So are you not you're not combining the jizz and the audience interaction though? That's not the plan. Not yet, not okay. yet. That's we, we, we you know we, we, we want to do another show next year. So <laughs> death, death and jizz. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's your title. Will it get in the fringe? Uh, so now I I've seen bits and pieces of what you've done, but I've also seen uh, you you're, you've got um, recently released into the wild some some short videos, some short films. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, that's that's a that's a, a, a worry for me. I don't, I'm not, I'm, it's not I'm not a fan of what we've done. But I, uh, once it's out there, we can't change it. The good thing about the live stuff is, you know, <laughs> oh, we can always build on it. And you can be like, oh, I've got another idea for this, or like, you know, add another little line when you have the fun stuff out. But now that's just out there, and that's forever. Now the piece, now just the piece I saw, I really enjoyed. And we'll 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 link to it as well when we put this out. Um, it, have you done more? The source is one set in the uh, boardroom. Yeah. Yes, we've got the we've got the ones in the boardroom, mind flip, we call it. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got different names for it for ourselves. But the, I can't remember what it's called on YouTube. But yeah, we've got we've got that one. We, there's, a, there's one Commissioner Gordon one. Um, all about Batman and whatnot. Um, uh, and then we've done a we've done a bunch of other ones that we're going to sort of release during the fringe. Um, it should be should be fun. Um, we've got I think we've got five. I don't know. Right. The, the boardroom one is amazing. It's great. It was great. Um... 
and and again you, get, you describing what you do as you know as dark with a tinge of death about it well it's certainly dark but it made me laugh now does that say say stuff about me i don't know so um, <laughs> we're actually talking um like we did with kiri you're in edinburgh now are you yes yeah i'm looking out on it from my window Ah, oh, what a treat what a treat it's the beginning of the festival as we talk how are you feeling um, horribly zen. I, I, it's totally fine. I just had some salmon and eggs. Yeah. It was nice, really nice. Living the bloody dream. Living yeah, totally, the dream. Man, totally. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just because no, absolutely nothing's happening. We got here, unpacked. I've had, a, I've had like 10 hours sleep because I fell asleep by accident. Um, Refreshed. My, my When's the first yeah. show? First show is oh God, um, tomorrow. No, oh, I don't want to spoil everything. Cause it was going quite, the conversation <laughs> was going so well. <laughs> uh, yeah, tomorrow. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. I'm. I'm back on board. I'm again, man. <laughs> no. Don't be. What a treat. Well, really looking forward to uh, catching up with uh, what you do at the, uh, Liverpool, in Liverpool for that, that festival. But that I know is entirely irrelevant when you've got a month in Edinburgh ahead of you. No way. <laughs> no way. The month in Edinburgh is to home the show for Liverpool. To warm That's up for it. Liverpool. It's one long yes. preview. For the Liverpool Comedy Festival. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're, prepare, we're preparing for you. That is you what. That is the commitment that is required for the Liverpool Comedy Festival <laughs> and that one show. So it's you. It's a double uh, evening with uh, Kiri Pritchard McLean. Um, what, so what does she do? She's the silent. What does she sit at the side and shout at you? Or I mean, yeah, n- nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, really. And um, she, she, she writes. Um, she, well, we, we all write, but she, she writes a lot. Um, and then, basically, if we start getting giddy and being too silly with each other, she she just goes, "Don't do that. The audience won't enjoy that. Even if you're really enjoying it, just sort of stopping us from being self-indulgent." Which I think is really important, especially with us, because we're very, very self-indulgent. No, um, no, but well, that's all right. But both of you said that you're not fans of sketch per se. Are there any sketch? What's what's the what's the the tabula rasa? What is the um, you know the pinnacle of sketch for you that that you hold on to? You notice, you notice. I haven't asked you who you think are terrible, so you know you gotta give me something. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It's, it's, it's not necessarily. It's just not for us. Um, I totally get it, and I can see it's it's, it's a place for people. Um, but yeah, um, oh, the the League of Gentlemen is sort of the obvious one. Um, that's the that's the brilliant sort of dark, but but still funny and and sort of immersive. It's a immersive thing where like, you enter their world mm. and it's sort of hanging out with them for a bit. And that's that's amazing. I think, yeah, it's probably the League of Gentlemen. But then everyone says that. That's well, that's all right, though. That's a... Why not? I mean... It, yeah, it, why it, not, indeed? Why not? They're, they're, they're bloody brilliant. And, uh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, I'm looking forward to about 20 years' time uh, when they do the O2, and we all say, well, I remember when they were great. I don't really want to go. But, you know, <laughs> they, need, they need the cash. <laughs> Steve Pemberton and all his divorces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've all fallen out with uh, uh, with Mark Gattis because he's gone off and made loads of money. <laughs> oh, that's quite sad. That might happen. That's my know. childhood, you see. Just been running in the O2. Anyway, Ed, I really mm. appreciate the uh, drawing you away from your salmon and eggs, uh, and I hope <laughs> you have a wonderful Edinburgh as that warm up for the Liverpool Comedy Festival. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been wonderful. And how can uh, people get hold of you? Um, me or games? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. Encourage, we have some very odd listeners. 
I will okay, keep it about so. games. Um, That's cool. Thanks for the heads up. Um, we're, on, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we've got to Twitter. Uh, um, I don't know. We'll do at, the links at to that. At Games Family Gift. We'll do those links yeah. and we'll pull it up. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. You're a champion. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye bye. Good stuff, Gav. Very good stuff. And Games Family Gift Shop were also today recommended by Daniel Kitson in his monthly newsletter. So they are now comedy royalty. Well, there you go. Just that nomination. By the time the third one's out, we will know. But that's not important to us. The important thing is they're coming to Liverpool. They're actually sharing a night. I think that's two for the price of one. That's the 26th September. Um, Kiri, Kiri Prichaba Clean's Racist Sexist Comedy Show and Gaines Family Gift Shop Volume 1. And that's at 81 Renshaw. If you go to the Liverpool Comedy Festival website, uh, when it's up and running, you'll get all the details there. What I do like is when you say two for one in your accent, you sound like a wheeler dealer. It's nice. <laughs> I'm so far from oh, I'm so far from a wheeler dealer in reality, but that voice comes out. But you have recently been back to London, Gab. Look at that segue. It was beautiful. Tell the listener why. Almost as if we playing. Yeah, I've been down, back down the old smoke. Had a bit of a shufty. I don't like talking like this. Just tell the people where you've been, mate. I went a little pilgrimage since it popped up on Twitter. I wanted to go to the Museum of Comedy. And that is what I did. pilgrimage here, the Museum of Comedy, a little uh, adjunct to the Leicester Square Theatre. I'm in the Tommy Cooper room watching a bit of Tommy Cooper. I, I loved Tommy Cooper. So much I didn't watch the, uh, the drama about it. Just bonkers, absurd. And um, as is this little museum, I think it's one of those things where, where the quirky little museums you hear about um, I mean, it's not quite up there with Lemster's uh, Museum of Barometers, I know, but it's, it seems to be somebody's whole collection. And you can just go through and browse these books, these brilliant books and scripts and, and pictures, and there's a, a little player if you want to watch the DVDs and, and the VHSs. Oh, v there's even a little 8-track. Um, and, and, and LPs is a record player you can sit. I think you can get lost here. Just sit. It's like um, the perfect library for a little. It's a bit. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit like going into somebody's um, back room, and, um, and and just just coveting every object and and thinking, oh, I've got that, or I haven't got that. I I can really recommend it. It's it's got the quirk value, as I say. And I'm, as I sit here, I'm looking at was. Apparently, the the bear used in Steptoe and Son, and with a Tommy Cooper fez on it, and there's all these little objects and some beautiful photos, and I, I love it. I love it. It's just me. It's two people here and me. I mean, that's a little bit, you know. So, but but you know, it's nerd central, or particularly, I think, if you're of a certain age, or or you want to know more about that. There's a pair of little titch shoes. Just hanging on the wall. And if you don't know what I mean by little titch shoes, then just go and 
because we don't invent comedy. We don't reinvent comedy. This, it's always been there. It's always been there. I love it. I really recommend it. Fiverr to get in. Museum of Comedy. Oh, I'm going to sit and watch some more Tommy. Well, I hope this isn't the uh, Palladium one. Oh, God, I think it might be. That sounds like a really interesting place to go and spend an hour. I must check it out next time I'm down south. Do you know what? I could do more than an hour, and it's the sort of place that's just going to grow and grow and get better. It's um, The website says it's the brainchild of Martin Witts, who's the Leicester Square Theatre uh, director. Uh, it's near museum kind of centre, British Museum, but you can just go and get lost in there. You can just sit and have a coffee and watch and read and browse, and it's just going to get better. Loved it. And there's a picture of Tommy Cooper in there, and it's on the website that I find fundamentally moving. Oh, it's just heaven. <laughs> Loved it. I thought we banned those noises, but I, I quite like Fiverr. It. I can't it's a stop making those noises. Uh, look, I'm going to stop whiffling. Let's go to this um, fantastic chat that you procured for us uh, pre-Edinburgh with Mr. James Acaster. I'm Pete, by the way. Hello, yes. Hello, Pete. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, so just come out of the Salford King's Arms yes. and you've just done your recognised show. How yeah. did you find it tonight? Really enjoyed it tonight. Enjoyed it a lot. It's a very nice venue. I've never been in that venue before and I think that's nice. It's, it's hot, but I've had a lot of previews where it's been really hot in the room and this audience was the one that didn't flag. Like, even though it was really hot and I could see people fanning them, their faces, they actually were like, no, let's carry on enjoying ourselves, which is nice of them, because I've been, done some other ones where at the beginning you're like, this is going to be the best preview ever, <laughs> and then you just see them get cooked, and then by the end of the gig they're just not making any noise. So. It, was, it was interesting, because it was, like, it didn't feel like an hour, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, it kind of, it flowed really nicely and oh, really quickly. So. so for people coming to Edinburgh or to the Liverpool Comedy Fest, what sure. is the um, theme of this year? Did Recognise have any, any meaning, or was it just something you came up with yeah. when you had to keep in the name? Um, the, the name kind of came later, but um, I didn't really know when I started it that what it was going to be about. But yeah, it's, it's, it's about uh, me telling the audience that I am uh, an undercover cop and always have been, and that's why I do stand-up. Um, so that's kind of the main theme of the show. Um, and there may be other themes that get revealed or alluded to, but like, yeah, it's, um, the main thing is that I am an undercover police officer. <laughs> and I think it's time I started talking about it, really. Yeah. And it really works. And you're just about to go to the Frog and Bucket in Manchester. I am. Completely different gig. Never done it before. So um, see. It's interesting. So how do you prepare for doing like an Edinburgh hour? Is that mm. where you favour and then you have to go and do like 20 minutes and it's completely different? Or Well, yeah, I, I guess my favourite thing to do is an hour and to take it on tour and, um, and do it in Edinburgh do it at, at um, other festivals as well. But like when you're doing a 20, I've never really had a club 20. I've never really like come up with this, that's my 20 that's a, that's my bankers so I kind of switch it around as I go on with each show and um, I almost feel like now I've done four shows I've nearly got 20 minutes I've been doing a club <laughs> nearly 20 clubs set yeah, yeah. At, at four hours I've nearly got a 20 <laughs> um, so yeah but yeah you, you play it differently but it's good funny I, I wouldn't want to do another hour long show now yeah after I've just done that but I will let off a bit of steam in a club and you know <laughs> see what they're like and if they're if they're aggressive then you, you know fair, fair enough but 
more often than not, they're not in a club. Yeah, it's fine. They just like they, they just like a certain type of joke, and uh, and I don't mean by that they're, they're like you know a mainstream joke necessarily, but it's like a joke to be very clear. Yeah. Uh, to clear punchlines and stuff like that and to be yeah and I guess like the end of the show not giving anything away there's like a nice long monologue mm. where, where people have got time to drop bottles and ruin the moment <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's completely different so and do you find okay, you've got a certain look mm-hmm. what would you describe your look as for people who've never seen you I don't know really uh, <laughs> well, it's different this year it um, is a bit different but like uh, it used to just be head to toe Marks and Spencer jumpers and shirts and slacks and um, I just got bored one day out of nowhere. I was walking down the street and looked down at my legs and I thought, <laughs> I look stupid, I hate it. Um, and so. Did I'm, you wear it off stage, sorry? Yeah. That was your link? That was how I dress all the time. I'm not having a go. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm terribly dressed. It's absolutely fine. But, like, I mean, it is weird that I used to, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that I used to dress like that all the time. But I did. I just. There was, every now and again, and I think it's after breakups, actually. Yeah. But uh, I suddenly just go. I don't like how I dress. I'm dressed completely differently, and I do it. And I don't. But I don't go. I'm going to dress in a way that will get me a new girlfriend or people think <laughs> I'm cool. I just go. I want to dress like this now. It's like I'm going in a fancy dress box and going. This is what I'm going to wear for a year now, until uh, <laughs> or however long it is until like I, you know come out of a relationship again. So I've kind of realised that this year when the pattern emerged. Like hold on, I started wearing the slacks and the jumpers after I broke up with her. And now I'm, I've got this massive urge to dress differently again. And I think it might be <laughs> that. So, like, I've suddenly I've got mega into cords, wearing cords, but only because, like, I can't go straight into jeans, Yeah, really. You, it's you like can't, a gateway. You can't go from slacks to jeans immediately. So I've had to go to cords first, and maybe after the next breakup I'll be wearing jeans. Or well, that's knows exciting. What. Like the denim years. Yeah, I just feel like more denim more... Years. In a few years' time, we'll be wearing like leather mini, sh- you know, short shorts. Just <laughs> ten relationships yeah. down the line. I like it though because it does sort of signify something different, though. Yeah, I felt that this show as well had to. In last year's show was the first one where pretty much all of the press about me mentioned how I dressed, sorry. how I looked. So sorry, and, uh, <laughs> sorry man. But, um, but, but shit interview after shit interview. Yeah, yeah. But no, no I, th- I think just people started picking up on it a bit more. Yep. And I guess I just kind of then wanted to um, just jump, you know, just not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go, okay, so you've all like gone, you know, right, that's how he dresses. So you just walk on dressed a different way. And also you just get bored and you want to dress a different way. And you think, also with last year's show, by the time I was touring it, I maybe wasn't as keen on it. as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I just felt like I just want a bit of a change and shake, shake myself up a bit this year. This has got really like... Um Sort of Daily Mail sidebar of shame, fashion, <laughs> weird. This interview. No, um, no, it's fine. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you sounded so inconvenienced. I am fine. I'm choosing to say these words. Yeah. It's my fault. I'm kind of into the idea that comedy needs genres. Uh huh. So people know what to go and see. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So what would you call if you had to give yourself a title as a guide? Yeah. Sure. Someone on your YouTube comments yeah. says it's comedy. Says shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's comedy for people who um, didn't get told off at school yeah. and who didn't smoke their first spliff till they left home. Which is me. I'm like yeah, well, right in that box. That's, that's me. I, I've never smoked a spliff. No, I'm uh, a terribly so Christian upbringing. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I've very Christian parents and I've never smoked a herb. Although <laughs> my, my parents have. So, you know. Crazy Christian. Uh, but uh, but I, I never did. But um, uh, yeah, I, I just always used to say low-key whimsy. People. That's perfect, and uh, I think that that sums it up pretty well. 
Um, but yeah, I think comedy needing genres is a good idea. I think, uh, you know, you don't really... If you're going to go and see a band... You don't go see music. You don't just go, I'm going to go see some music tonight. And then you turn up and go, this isn't good music. I like <laughs> folk music and this is metal. Yeah. And you should be doing, Why is, where's your acoustic guitars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> can't read it. So yeah, I, I think definitely it needs that. So that people don't just go, oh, I just like stuff that's funny. I like a laugh. Yeah, I just like laugh. I like stuff that's funny. And then they look at you and go, what are you on a boy? You're so weird. But you don't even feel weird. And also, like, but also people who are into really experimental comedy can come and see me and then go, we're just doing normal observational stuff. This isn't as, you're just dressing it up. You and notice like, you know, stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, so you kind of get, I, I can disappoint both camps very easily, the mainstream people and the alternative people. So I think, yeah, it'd be good if they knew what they were getting. <laughs> um, so you, um, talking about music, you were a drummer, is that true? Yeah. Um, and then did you just go from drumming to comedy? What, or was there yeah, no crossover? <laughs> no, well, um, I, I think at a university, I just went straight into a band from school. Yep. And then when the band stopped, I was 22. And I just... 22 feels a lot older when you're 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really realise how much time you've got and that you could, if you wanted to, just go to university now and get a, <laughs> and get a degree. You kind of go, I'm 22, I've, that's it, I've, that ship has sailed. And, um, but also I couldn't stand the thought of going, I just, I just didn't, it didn't appeal to me. So I just did stand-up because I didn't have a better idea of what to do. And I'd done a, a couple of stand-up gigs in my spare time because I was like, I was with a band, I just had a lot of free time, so I thought I'd do things that are... Uh, you know, I can look back on and go, I did a skydive and I did a stand-up comedy gig. I can tell people that I've done that yeah, once. Yeah. And just because I'd enjoyed those gigs, I thought, well, I'll just give it a go. And um, it was way harder than when I'd done gigs and I didn't care. Yeah. When I did gigs, I was in the band, I didn't give a shit. They were really easy. I was improvising and it was like, oh, this is amazing. I can't believe people make a fuss about stand-up being hard. Then as soon as I put some effort in, it was so difficult. As soon yeah. as I was like, actually, I, I want to make this good. It was really, really hard. So I had about, had a, yeah, a good year and a half of just not knowing what I was doing at all. But I think everyone has that though. That's just like oh, that's just so. finding your feet. Yeah, but everyone does have that, you know. And um, I think that uh, there's a there's a wrong perception by some people that not everyone does have that. Some people think that some people just start doing stand up and because they look pretty or whatever. Like they'll look, look at someone like Chris Ramsey or yeah. uh, Matt Richardson and they'll go, duh, they're just little pretty boys and they've just been plucked out of the open mic circuit straight away because of how they look and just put on TV. And the thing is, they, they didn't. Like, yeah. no one did. Like, they worked really hard, you know, for however long. You know, it depends how long, you know, some people are like, well, a year and a half isn't very long to work. But, you know, like Jack Whitehall, I think, you know, did start, you know, started being a, a known name within two years or something. But, like... Yeah, well, yeah, we still had to work hard to get there, and they, they all have done. So, yeah, every time people think that some people don't, it's their wrong. Lies. It's their <laughs> wrong. Um, it's gone pretty well so far, would you say? I've been, like. There's been uh, nominations for your hour yes, shows. I've been, you won something in abroad this year in New Zealand. Yes, yeah, I did. Um, I, yeah, I am amazed. At, yeah, like what's going on now? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. Just by my own standards, my own expectations, I, I didn't think I would um, be. Uh, I, would, I didn't think I would have been on TV or now on radio and done TV and radio I've enjoyed as well and yeah. actually like I'm proud of. And I didn't think I would have gone abroad and done shows and I definitely didn't think I would have got any nominations or anything like that yeah. or awards. With, yeah. with the radio, though, there's findings and that's. Is that on yes. soon? Radio 4, that'll be out in the autumn. 
So you did bread originally, which yep. is really good. Just pilot, yes. So there's more findings. Yes. So we're doing uh, in the next series. We're doing wood, um, wheels. The big topics. Yeah. Paint. You're nailing them. And fruit. <laughs> the big four. Big four. Yeah. All the elements. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, because it's come from quite a, a different. You didn't really expect all this. Sure. What's the sort of do you have an end game? I know that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's of... weird. I, I, I had too much of an end game when I was in a band. I, I, I imagined... What was every... the end game in the band? Uh, being one of the best bands ever was <laughs> genuinely the end game. Having classic albums, like just every album's a classic. We do about ten albums or whatever. Sure. They're all like timeless classics. Everyone hails, you know, hails us as being like this amazing influential band. Mainly the drumming as well. Mainly the drumming. But like, yeah, because just, you know... To be as bad, so much integrity, be like a uh, <laughs> like a Smith style, but like but not doing that kind of music, doing a completely different type of music, new type of music no one's ever heard before, <laughs> and all this. And then so then when I started doing this, I was just so tired of thinking about my life ten years down the line and not thinking about what I was doing at the time and enjoying it. So I thought I thought to myself I was a bit annoyed that I only enjoyed recording an album with the band, and that was we only recorded the album because we'd split up. Yeah, and we're like we don't want to forget the songs so then by recording them we were in the moment because we're like well this, we're never, this isn't going anywhere yeah. so we really enjoyed that and so I just decided because of that to not be like that with stand up as much but like the vague kind of like plan is just that I, I know that I really love doing solo shows mm-hmm. uh, and so I'd like to continue to tour doing solo shows and it'd be nice if the venues got to a certain size that I could live off of that and do radio and TV that I'm proud of and just kind of like do the kind of stuff that I can stand by and go, yeah, I did that, and not yeah, kind of be hoping that it gets buried and no one sees it. <laughs> um, so yeah, and every now and again, it's nice to remind myself that I was in that band who wanted to be the best band ever, and uh, kind of <laughs> kind of go, oh, this is fun. This is, you know, this is, this is nice and just <laughs> having a nice time. To, to just keep that spirit going, and uh, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's not like a. Remember it when you're on stage at the Frog and Bucket later. <laughs> I'll say it to them. I'll tell them. <laughs> I was in the best band ever. So, guys, I was in the best band ever, so you guys can shut it. <laughs> and just finally, because it came on the internet today, sure. there's a YouTube video about Kettering. Yes. I'm proud of Kettering. I like it. Sweet Home Ketteringa. Yeah. On YouTube that's now. What, that's what the video is called. Yeah, so we're, we're doing a few of them. So, this first episode is about. It's basically, it's basically a documentary where I go home and, uh, and yeah, revisit different haunts. Uh, so the first one was Kettering Town Football Club and uh, meeting some of the fans there and talking to them and going down visiting the ground and there's, um, there's more to come there's going to be another one out in about a month Amazing. and uh, yeah we've, we've enjoyed doing them and uh, yeah Stuart Laws is the person I did with yeah. Turtle, Turtle Canyon Media and they've done a lot of, they're doing a lot of good stuff at the minute they've done a, cool. I don't know if it's online yet but they've done a web series with David Trent that I is, David is Trent. amazing yeah so it's very good I don't know if you've seen it's called Totally Trented and it'll be out at some point and you should <laughs> definitely watch that and they've done some stuff with Helm and things yeah. so like and their own stuff as well that Stuart has done for himself is great so yeah. and did Kettering make you the man you are today would you unavoidably grow up somewhere it does affect you a lot I mean um, when I was growing up there was a lot of people who were very creative and a lot of hustle and doing stuff and just trying to like put on gigs for bands yeah. and things like that and so uh I just think I just got in with that, and I, that was what I enjoyed doing. Big as a, DIY as a, scene in Kettering. Yeah, there was. As, as a teenager, I was like, oh, there's loads of bands, there's like, but there's also like you know, comic book artists doing their own comic books, and uh, people starting to do uh, like, like quite a lot of different things, a lot of artists doing stuff. And, um, 
it's just nice to kind of hang out with those people in a town where not nothing was going on. Yeah. So there'd always be people trying to make something happen, and uh, it was good. It just just fuels you wanting to do something creative. You, you know, you've got a bunch of pubs to put it on in, yeah. and a core pe- group of people will always come and see it. So yeah, yeah fun. it was good. Good talking to you. Thanks, man. Very nice. Cheers. Great chat, that Pete. Thank you very much. That's all right, mate. Just to advise that that was recorded just in the entranceway to a garage uh, in the middle of Salford. So apologies for the, the sample. picture on there. Uh, we're not ones for fine facilities, but it was it was really insightful and it was uh, a real picture of the show. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, you saw it in 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 that that the pre Edinburgh format, and was it flying then? It was. There was clearly a few bits and pieces he was still working on, and I imagine after doing it 30 times in a month, it will be even stronger. Um, but already so many great ideas that have just been fizzing around our heads ever since, so definitely recommend coming to see it in Liverpool. And if uh, we were Radio 2, we'd say you'll certainly recognise James Acaster on the comedy scene in a couple of years' time. I don't know what that means. I liked it, though. Go with it. Oh, I can't. It's too easy. <laughs> So that's the end of another funny look in. Thanks very much for listening. Um, but before we go, we'd like to leave you with some some tips and things to just check out in the meantime. Obviously, go out and support live comedy, but there is also so much that you can do on the bloody internet. Gav, what have you been doing? Um, a podcast. I'm going to recommend Comedians Telling Stuff. It's really good. There's two seasons of it now. A podcast by Sophie Hagen who's a Danish comedian who's uh, working hard both in Denmark and in London. And what she does is she asks the same comedians the same seven questions and they just tell their story. So it's a storytelling podcast. James A. Kester's part of that uh, in this season. Um, it, it's just a lovely concept, uh, heckling stories, some brutal heckling stories. I can really recommend that as a listen, um, just the stories of, of how um, stand-ups stay standing up. Sounds good. I'll check that out. Um, obviously, Comedy Central has also got the alternative comedy experience on at the moment, which is just Stuart Lee picking loads of amazing comedians to do stand-up at the stand in Edinburgh, which is then broadcast. And in a world where we moan about live at the Apollo a lot. It's really good to celebrate this brilliant little thing that is hidden away on a satellite. So do check it out. Um, very much recommend it. Netflix is good. I'm enjoying Netflix, digging around Netflix. I watched Eddie Peppertone's In Ruins. And I could, he's a New York comic. And he, he just, his opening five minutes is so good. It's so good. It's it's a comedian talking about other comedians' styles, but it's done in such a good way. And Eddie Peppertone, who's in Edinburgh at the minute, but his Facebook and Twitter is so funny to follow as well. And the last thing I've been enjoying is I've been watching a lot of the set list stand-up Amazing. shows on YouTube. Watched a lovely Sarah Pascoe one over my dinner earlier, Gav. Yeah. Um, set list is the show where comedians come on and they don't have any idea what they have to speak about. It's then released on a screen behind them and they have to do stand up. So it tests how good they are improvising. So, and set list well, is, is, is kind of taken around the world by Paul Provenza, who's the um, one of the guys behind the uh, the aristocrats. My wonderful birthday present from my colleagues at 4D Creative, Paul Provenza. And so set list 
Uh, Josie Long has done it recently. Tom Tuck. It's just so, it's so brave. It must be terrifying. Not as terrifying as recording a podcast in your bedroom, Gav. Am I right? In your bedroom. So that's it, guys. There's no excuse. Go and fill your soul with laughter. Bloody laughter. Um, in the meantime, we have details on funnylooking.co.uk. That is a website. We're on Twitter at funnylookingpod. And every Sunday night on spreaker.com, there is a shambles of a live podcast. So get involved via Skype. Oh, yeah, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, both the podcasts. I can't recommend, I cannot recommend the every week live nonsense on Spreaker. But there are loads of other shows on Spreaker as well. There's a little community growing. Uh, so if you follow that, there's loads of good bonkers live stuff. But let us know if you watch, listen, see something that we've recommended. We'd love to know. Say hello. Leave us a review. All that jazz. We want to know that you are there. Too bloody right. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye from me. Goodbye from me until the third Liverpool Comedy Festival. Funny looking pod special coming your way. See you then, chaps. Just couldn't do it in your normal voice, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a normal voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely fake.